When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before. But you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. There's only one Eric's Family Barbecue location in Arizona. That's right, just one. It's in Avondale, and it's worth the drive over and over again. Barbecue restaurants that have several locations usually cut their quality for expansion. Not Eric's Family Barbecue. Eric serves Texas-style barbecue that never disappoints, always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Now, we know brisket is king, but have you tried their pulled pork with coleslaw? It's a match made in heaven. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet Mesquite Repeat. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Thursday already. It's Cinco de Mayo. My name is Juan. Orale. There's Bradio. There's Bretto. <laughs> Big Dick Toledo. Oh, uh, happy Cinco de Mayo, everybody. Uh, hopefully you're, I don't know, going to do something smart, not stupid. A lot of Margies today. Yeah, there's going to be a bunch of Margies going out the door. A lot of sleepy people tonight. Sugar bomb margarita is going to put you out on your ass. So enjoy your Cinco de Mayo. Uh, you, might, you might see a good mix of Margies and chimichangas on the street, too, throughout the town. What? People going too deep, eating the Mexican. Oh, oh throw up. Oh, yeah. so you're yeah. talking about puke. I thought it was just like people yeah. selling them. <laughs> no. Man, it's illegal, Brady. You can't just have a margarita stand pop up on the road. Although, if you were going to try it, today's the day. <laughs> this is the one you'd want to do that with. But, uh, I'm going to an Irish bar tonight. I am dealing with the idiots out there at Cinco de Mayo at the Mexican bars. Yeah. No way. Every day is the 5th of May in Ireland. Yeah. They don't well, care. That's they, true. But... They drink. So, yeah, they're, they're celebrating whatever. They'll have... Uh, Potato chungos. <laughs> I don't know what they make, but yeah, enjoy. You can it. celebrate the Battle of uh, Puebla at uh, Rosie McCaffrey's. All right, yeah, yeah I'm gonna do right. that. That's exactly right. And you can go back and thank the uh, kitchen staff because I'm sure they're not Irish. <laughs> hey guys, have a great day. It's hey. Juan O'Leary. Orale, yeah. <laughs> top of the morning to you, Holmes. <laughs> I, I want to see that. I want to see a, a Mexican Irish. I mean, that's a product of a rape. Let's not lie. That is a drunken, nobody knew what happened, woke up pregnant, and now no more abortion rape because that's how it works. Well, our night guy's kind of got that. He's Shannon Hernandez. I mean, it's That's like, true. He know. does. He sounds like that should be a Mexican. <laughs> well, what was the, the Carlos, Carlos O'Brien's? O'Brien's yeah, oh, yeah. Carlos O'Brien's. Carlos O'Brien's. Let's just get drunk, be Catholic, mm-hmm. and have babies. I think that's essentially all that place was. They should have had beds in it with the, you know, the drinking and the Catholicism that were there. It had, 
And sex with no rubbers, I mean, that's against God. Let's make some babies. And there's some fertile people in Ireland and Mexico. So good It was combo. a merging of Catholic cultures. Oh, my God. It is just, let's just, you know, they like tubas a lot. And these guys brought over those little weird flute guitar things. Let's get it on. Banshees and chupacabras. and <laughs> It's a mind melt. But, yeah, happy uh, May 5th, everybody. Big day for people to go out and get drunk on Pacifico and Dos Equis and Modelo. Get all the Mexican beers you can say and move on. Uh, and everybody's uh, – look, too much confidence is fun. Well, the Suns and Four Chants were going on last night at the arena. It was just a very confident crowd as the Suns just blasted the Mavs out of the building. Good game all the way around. Everybody did. Well, except for DeAndre Ayton, who I'm still on. Nine and two. Great job. Wait. They win by 26. He doesn't even play the second half, and not because they were blowing him out, because he got into foul trouble, and he's ineffective. And you got Biombo playing great. It was just ridiculous. So I'm still in my Aiton thing. It's like, that is not what a max money guy looks like to me. So I'm going to say it every day. And hopefully the Suns brass is listening, because this is going to go very well for them in a second. My friend Doug Hopkins, TV's Doug Hopkins, has those seats of intelligence. I was laughing and teasing him about his seats that he spent. And I'm going to say how much he spent, because he told me I could. Two seats, one row behind the visitor's bench, bench right. for the playoffs, $50,000. Whoa. For every game. If, you, if they go all 16 games, or 47-something. So he's hoping for Suns and Four, too. Four, yeah, well, yeah, he's rooting for sweep after sweep. So four, And I'm telling you this because I've been teasing Doug uh, about his seats because they're prestigious, let's say. But the Mavericks have, I said this the other day, Four more coaches than any other team. They then have four less seats on the bench. The Suns don't provide more seats for however they, there's a certain amount you have. So there are four players at all times that don't have a seat. You can't yell, sit down. You can't. They don't have one, and it happens to be Boban, Dinwiddie. These are the taller, the timber, the, 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 the timber, tall the, timber. Big, the big boys that aren't playing. Stand up the entire game. Well, last night in the first half, the entire Dallas team decided we're just going to stand up. I have video of Doug Hopkins lose TV's Doug Hopkins losing his mind with Mark Cuban, who sits directly next to him, and he and Cuban are barking. Cuban was cool about it, barking back and forth, and he didn't watch one single thing happen in the first half. Now this problem happened uh, the week before, and he understands. Doug Doug said it a million times. I understand that I'm behind the bench. They're tall. When they stand up, that's fine. They have a seat, they sit back down. But when they don't even have one, there's a problem. So uh, Cuban, uh, this is a great story. Hopkins tells Cuban, first game I didn't get to see anything. And he goes, you're, you're, you got some sort of say. Sit them down, move them around, get them down. <laughs> I paid big money. He said, and, and Cuban goes, yeah, we got fined last game. And he goes, that's great. So you paid the NBA a fine so these guys can stand up and it's nothing to you. It was like six grand to go. So you pay, you probably gave him 20,000 to stand up for the next three or four games. You don't even get it. And he said, and what what does that do for me? So you pay a fine. Oh, great. They got fined. They're still standing up. The fine did nothing. And so Doug gets on the horn with the Suns brass. Uh, I think it's Jason Rowley is the Suns president. Good dude. I've met him a couple of times. And, and Kevin Ray is talking to Doug, but he goes, they're not doing a thing for you, buddy. Count on it. <laughs> and he's like, You'll ju- they'll just find the team, and the fan sits back. Nobody's doing a thing. And if so, Doug doesn't want those seats, someone else will. Doug walks up to me. Exactly. Somebody's going to pick them. Doug walks up to me. My seats are about, fi- I think they're exactly 15 rows behind Doug. 
14 actually. So he sits down and he goes, that's it. I, I'm, I'm, if they don't do anything, I'm, I'm calling the dogs out. You're going after them tomorrow. And I'm like, I, I am. I, I'll do it. I see. I'm going to crush them. And he goes, we're getting them. And I'm like, you got it. And we're both, he's drunk. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so uh, he goes back to his seat and he texts Jason. He goes, he goes, uh, I want this, this, and this. This is garbage. I can't, and, you know, why do I, and he calms down and says, look, we they, they got fined. There's this. And he's like, they got more players than we have seats. And you can't just put them out on the floor. And uh, he's like, I don't care that they got fined. What about the fans? Me and all the other people around here. At least buy us drinks. Do something. And uh, and then he said something back that was kind of an innocuous retort. Like, yep, I understand you're upset. I'm sorry you're having a bad experience. And then he goes, that's it. Listen to 98 KUPD first thing tomorrow morning. This will get handled. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the power of – I didn't know we had it. Next text. Doug, we've decided to go ahead and reimburse you for the first two games. We're Because we're, Doug's sending him pictures. Like, like I can't get. They yeah, won't sit it's down. It's like you're just behind a, a pillar. Yeah, your seats a, are behind a pillar. Boban butthole. <laughs> and uh, and he's like, we're going to reimburse for these. He said, we don't want any. We don't want any problems. And How he about said, that? He said, I told them that you were going. They don't want it. And, and to the Suns' credit, not because of us completely, they reimbursed those. That's that's a big ticket. And you know, like you know, Cubans fine was no big deal to them. It's really no big deal to the Suns to hand those. That was the right thing to do. And here's what you you know, Amazing. and knowing how that might work is maybe you got to take those seats out for the right. upcoming game and not have that. You have available. to do something different. Yeah. Well, and then you know, you sit behind the bench of an NBA team, your your view will be obstructed quite a lot. I would think so, but it, and I've sat down there with them, and I per- personally, it's neat to be that close. I don't like it. I like watching the game. And I sat with Doug for a half. And the reason I left is because the girl that was sitting next to me it was a Clippers game wouldn't shut up. Like she kept talking to me. I'm like, we're not friends. What, like, what is going on? Like you have a conversation going with somebody. I don't. I'm clearly not interested. Cackling and gaggling away. So I'm like, all right. That's uh, besides not being able to see. But if if in fact when I was there, the Clippers all sat down just like fans would. But if there are four guys who can't sit down and they're just standing there the whole game, and then two other guys will get up and they stand there, and then two coaches sit down. I mean, it's just it's the revolving chair. And I got to figure at the end. Even at the end of the halves, I oh. mean, both, especially the fourth quarter, uh, you're they're up on the whole your time. feet. And yeah. yeah, and it is, and it's okay when there's some place to go. Hey, guys, sit down. But when they can't, and there's nowhere for them to go, they just stand in front of fans, whether it's Doug or a couple other people. So that's it. So if you were down in that section, I highly recommend uh, using us as your your pit bull. We're your pit bull lawyer. We had a we one of those cartoon. Like Jurassic Park animals. If you need help, call KUPD. Wow, the T Rex, and uh, we'll take care of it. But yeah, evidently, you're gonna find different seats for Doug. No, <laughs> that was the thing I told him. I said, and they still haven't moved you. So guess what? It's, but if it's free, you know, at least you're not taking that. And that's a big hit for them to charge the kind of money they're charging, and then say, yeah, we find we realize that's their admission that yeah, it's wrong. So we find them. They're not supposed to do that. So how much are they getting fined? Six grand. So Doug's got the five thousand dollar guarantee, and Cuban's got the six thousand dollar guarantee, <laughs> yeah, or what? Exactly. One, yep, one that's G exactly it. <laughs> but I got to give credit to the Suns because Kevin's worked for him. For he goes, look, that's quick work. And he goes, I'm not. Yeah, you get a text back says we're it's for, so now I'm just trying to you know work my way to get in uh, some sort of obstructed view so I could uh, Jew complain like Doug did all night last night, <laughs> and get my money back. 
All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I mean, if we could all find the method to, uh, oh, but the videos of him barking at Cuban, well, I can, yeah, they're great. Oh, I want to see They're that. great because he's sitting there. The game's going on. I got pictures of Doug just not, there, he, he had no chance to see that game, none. And that's the one thing that, like, put the Dallas Mavericks road people there because my section, the two rows ahead of me, is all Mavericks owner friends. It's great seats. They got amazing seats. And I'm like, put them down. Tell them they're, oh, you're courtside. It's going to be, and they don't see a thing. It's really hard to see. But yeah, Kevin Ray would say, he's like, you're not getting anything back. Could you imagine if nothing happened and uh, Cuban steps up and says, I'm sorry. You know what? I'm going to reimburse you for your tickets. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, that's what I told him. I said, hey. Well, Doug was basically saying, great, you paid the, who wins there? The NBA find one of its owners. So the NBA just exchanged money with itself. Yeah, the Suns uh, what, what, aren't getting that. What does that do? I mean, and the reason the fine exists is because you're obstructing the view of the fan. So the team gets fined, the NBA made money, and then they, these people still – I got to hand it, though, to the Suns, and that was a pretty good move. And Doug wasn't – I read his text. He wasn't being uh, crazy Karen. He's sending pictures going, what am I supposed to do with this? Like, I, I'm – and Doug, you know, takes clients and does all sorts – you know, come on. Great move, sons. And that is a non-Robert Sarver team. He has officially backed off and let Jason handle the ins and outs of things, and he handled it perfectly. It was beautiful. Well done, sons, because normally this would be a guess what they did this, and then they told him, we'll get other seats. There's plenty of people. We're not hungry. And they're not, but forty-seven grand for two tickets for 16 games. That, that's, a thick, that's a thick amount to sit and go, well, we didn't see an ounce of the game. Or... The team that uh, that the road team got to sit in our laps, basically, or stand on our. It's like what thirty two hundred a ticket or yeah, something. It's crazy, like uh, crazy. Twenty nine, thirty seven, fifty ticket. a ticket, and that's so times two. And, yeah, and that's the yeah. average for all sixteen. Wow. So round one's a little cheaper. This round is a little more. The next one's crazy. By the by, the finals there'll be five six thousand per face value. So it's crazy. So oh, so it increases. It like increases. Per, oh, each, yeah. each tier. But you buy you buy a block, right? Well, you you put basically from. I think Doug did it my way, where you just basically say I'm in, and then each game that's scheduled, they charge you. Oh, okay. So you're going as you go. So that's why you know, like right now, we're looking at possibly uh, at at the very least there'll be uh, one more home game. At yeah. the very least, so if Dallas wins both of these, the Suns get another home game, uh, and then it'll go one one. So, like, your money's in escrow then? So, if they Pretty don't much, do it? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, you just basically kind of have a... Unless it's a sweep, baby. Yeah, if they sweep them, then... Sons of four. Then you don't have to do two. And that's what the crowd was chanting last night. But I got I to gotta tip my cap because I told Doug, I'm like, I like being your pit bull. I think that's fun. Because I'd have told him, I'd have basically said, boy, just, you know what? It makes you... It, and it does make you think, like, as fans, it doesn't matter what you spend, little, a uh, ton. They don't care. But that was a that was a solid move by an organization. And, and That's if you the were right pre-warned, just so you know. Oh yeah, they know. You know, sometimes there's extra seats that will go to the team, and it might block right. your view. Had they said 
the Mavericks are different than any other team in that they carry four or five more people on the bench, and we don't supply chairs for them. So they have to stand up. I noticed I don't I uh, one of the series they had like they have a little bullpen back there where the players could stretch so out you know, on one of the benches. That's in the, the home team. They've got that little ramp yeah. back into because they they go back in there. For the Mavericks to do that, they'd have to walk all the way around behind. Correct on our setup, but yeah. this was at another arena, and like uh, yeah. both teams had a little Boston Brooklyn. Area. They've yeah. all got areas back in the corner. They have bikes and little places they can ride if their hamstrings get tight or whatever. I don't yeah. get it. So they have enough room for these guys to stand. Mm-hmm. No, uh, can't they bring out some camp chairs well, or something and just standing, unfold them? They're actually standing in front of the bench, so they're like almost on the floor. Oh, so they're standing in front of other players. Yeah, oh, yeah, and okay. it's, it's 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 hilarious because my seats, I'm fine. I kept texting Douglas, and I'm like, we were missing a great performance. The Suns are <laughs> crushing these guys. It was awesome, and he because he's always, I mean, he has always given me crazy. Turns around and looks like he's got to puts his hand over his eyebrows to look back at my seats, which are, and he's like, oh, and he just shakes his head like we're way up there, or he'll like his cousin was with him last night, and they're turning around, and Doug's always like looking like there's John's seats because I met him right before. He's like he's up there, and they're like, "What?" And they're they're making it like they're way out there. Hilarious! If they I come just, back, you can pitch Cuban on a, a Suns fan periscope. Oh, Too tall in front of you, you just great scope idea. it up, and that is actually a great idea. Uh, that's really good. I think that's smart. Shark them. You might have been joking, but that's a Shark Tank invention <laughs> from when you have to sit by the Dallas uh, Dallas Mavericks. That's a great idea. So Cuban's getting blocked out of the game too. He can't see well, nothing. Cuban. Either. Just walks to another seat. It's the weirdest thing. So Mark was blocked out too. Right. And the next thing you know, you see Mark Cuban standing over somewhere else, and he's got a new chair like he went out and got one. So he bought like 10, 10 seats or something? I don't know or? what he did, but he was in a new seat, and somebody was in his. So basically the boss went over and goes, go sit over Switch. And, Go sit over in front of the fat real estate guy. I'm going to be here. <laughs> you talk to this guy. Yeah, yeah, he's barking my ear off. I want out of here. I'd rather smell Boban's ass all night than talk to Hopkins. But he was right. Doug was... Doug was right. It was it was so it was the game within the game. Just looking down no every once seeing TV's Doug Hopkins and Mark Cuban yelling at each other. It was hilarious. And Cuban, to his credit, was very nice, but he kept pointing out the Suns are standing up too, and he goes, Yeah, because it's a timeout. That's why I'm yelling at you. Of course they're standing up. <laughs> it's like an episode yeah. of Curb. Oh, it was great. It was oh, so funny. But I gotta tip my cap to the Suns. Sports organizations very rarely say we screwed that up. And the argument of, hey, yeah, find the team all you want. What does that do for me? I'm supposed to feel better that they can stand up for $6,000 a game. They don't care. Yeah. That's still less than I paid. And his cousin was from Long Island. He's never been to like a game down there. And it's like, and he's just leaving. You want to see some ass? This Come with me tonight. Yeah, <laughs> this sucks, man. Why did you pay for these? But it's great. For me, it was great because I had a bird's eye view of all of it and I got to see the whole game. My seats are fantastic compared to that, smelling Maverick ass all night long. <laughs> Uh, Suns look great, Lolas. That was that was that uh, championship team that you're like, there they are. That's that's what you're looking for. And the Mavs were right with them. Uh, they hung around for a long time, and again, in the fourth quarter, they just got blown out. But the Luca show is like your eyes are glitching. Sometimes he does stuff, and you're like, that he it was like missing a step. It's like the video game is screwed up there. He just did something I don't know. I, that was humanly possible. He and John Morant both. I think John Morant's nickname should be Glitch. Sometimes I'm looking. I'm like, did I blink and like. He was four feet further away than he was when I had my eyes open. Yeah. He's crazy good. So, so the athleticism is unreal. But Chris Paul, my God. Uh, at halftime, I was talking to Kevin Ray again. He's, he's going nuts because Kevin doesn't get to broadcast any of the games. 
So he basically comes, sees me, and we do a halftime show, and I kind of help him out with like, um, what are your thoughts on the first half, Kevin? And then he just goes bananas about things that happen. But we both said, like, this game was setting up for Chris Paul to just go, all right, that's enough. Watch this. And in the fourth quarter, he did it. And it was just, it's magic. I I never knew how good Chris Paul was. 20 points, right? Uh, In the fourth quarter, yeah. yeah, He was like 19 or something. He's ridiculous. And I always knew he was good until you watch him every night. You're like, man, they call him the point god for a reason. When you're watching him, this dude can take a game anytime he wants. If he's feeling decent, not great, he's he's time to, to reach down and get after. He just it. says it like you. And it, last night's game was setting up for that. It's like this is that game where they're like, "All right, Mavericks, you're hanging around seven, eight points away. You're still too close." And then Chris Paul took it, and the next thing you know, they're up twenty-seven. And he and Book went nuts, and fourteen for sixteen in the fourth quarter. Remarkable shooting. I mean, they just they knocked the Mavericks. They match up against the Mavs so well that I, I still think the Mavericks will get one. Probably three, game three, because they're just, uh, you know, Mikel Bridges is just all over Brunson, and the, the defense has been incredible. So eventually one of those guys will pop and, and get a 25-point night while Luke is getting 36 or 37. It's it's great. DeAndre Ayton, though, pretty awesome. I hope you get your $50 million contract for your 9-2 and two last night. We'll take his soft points. He's cost me... <laughs> More money than Doug spent on those tickets, just betting over under on rebounds for this idiot to the playoffs because it was eleven and a half last night, and he had two. You lost seven. You're seven feet tall. I almost had a rebound last night. You beat me by two. I was fifteen rows up. I could have just a little more effort. I could have gotten two boards. Seven feet tall, but yeah, that's just proof that the this team can win a playoff game with DeAndre barely in the game. That's not max money. He's very good. He's not max money. I'm going to say it every day. Jason, if you're listening, good job on giving Doug his money back. Don't give DeAndre max money. (laughs) Play the tape of him last night sitting on the bench for 25 minutes. Say, hey, this is your max money guy right here. Where were you in this game? Oh, I couldn't play because I got in foul trouble early and really was ineffective. It's max money talk right there, I I say. You should get that big contract and hamstring this team. They can do it. It's fun. But uh, can't overpay. God, it's fun to go to those games. It's a blast. And uh, and again, the crowd is beautiful when the prices go up. It is unbelievable how this is getting better every hey, day. Hey, you're like, new here. The, 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 it's like we're getting close to where I'm feeling I have to wear a tuxedo and a top hat. Formal wear. Everybody's it's, dressing up. What are you wearing, bro? Raiders fans in there? Megan's sitting next to me last night, and she goes, Okay, I'm going to be on, on uh, booby patrol. Although she used the T word. And they'd come walking up. She goes, there you go. I'm like, yep, oop, thank you. That's a nice set of right there. Thank you for pointing those out. They're everywhere. I'm like, yes, they are. And then just, you know, strapping six-foot-six gentlemen in there. They're, everybody looks great. I am a fish out of water. For sure. Oh, my God. Ski mask is here. <laughs> Early. <laughs> she get out yet? I don't know. Car's here. Ski mask could have stuck in that Six oh six. He might have jumped in today. Might have went. Yeah, that is early. She must have a guest or something. Ooh. Primping in the car a little bit. <laughs> she spilled her Starbucks. Oh no, not that way. Just go get another one. <laughs> you got time. You got plenty of time. Nobody's gonna notice you. Six oh six today. Four minutes earlier than yesterday. Still six minutes after the show's supposed to have started. I still don't count the time to get up the stairs, get in the studio, right. get 6, your headphones, 10. you know. 6.30 start.
Just start the show at 6.30. Just, that way you're a diligent worker who's here like 30 minutes early. Very smart. Anyway, uh, Suns uh, back at it again, I believe, Friday night. Uh, so this will be fun. Get the Suns back out there and do some more. It would be fun to sweep them, but the crowd chanting the Suns and four, Suns and four last night, you're like, stop. That, uh, that almost that makes me cringe because you never know what could happen. Like something, you know, Chris Paul pulls a hamstring or something like that, and then you go backdoor sweep. You won the first two. Well, and then you might stop up. chanting that. Well, you just don't do it. <laughs> it's jinxy. It's fun. But so, they were chanting it after one win. Sons, you can break out like in, a, in baseball. You bring the yeah. broom to the third game. Right. You don't do it after the first win in the series. You don't break out the brooms after one with three to go. You, you, on a sweep, you do it after the third win. When you go to the sweep game, you bring the I think the broom. you could go with a hand broom after one and then uh, gradually grow it. We don't so talk <laughs> about brooms until the room is officially dirty enough to clean. Three wins. In a four, in a seven game series, even on when the you talk game about it's, the, it's game four, I'm not bringing it. I'm not bringing there. it, but I understand that that's the game you'd chant Suns and yeah. four because that's after two wins you get excited that there's a possibility. If they win the third one, you broom out four. You wave the brooms around because you got them. Their backs are against the wall right now. It's exactly as it's supposed to be. You took care of home court. If they take care of home court. That's the point of home court advantage. I, the Suns are better than this team. They're Got just, a question for you. Yeah. How's hard times during the playoffs? Hard times is – that's another thing I wanted to bring up to the Suns. If we could get hard times Eric Moreno back onto the – none of the boy dancers are out there anymore. Hard what? times is, is gone. What? Uh, Megan's theory is uh, Sugar Daddy with a big wang took him somewhere and he doesn't need this job anymore. And I'm like, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. But now explain why the Could other be boys. injured. You better get Jason on the phone here. I know. We, I this gotta is get, ridiculous. I'm like, Doug, if we're going to text the president of the Suns, let's text for something that matters, not you and your, That's your money. That's at least, I don't know, 10 to $20 off everyone's ticket. That He is the he only reason. <laughs> during timeouts and play stoppage, the only reason to be at that Suns game is to watch the incredible moves of one Eric Hardtimes Moreno, Suns boy cheerleader. Dance captain, by the way. He was center stage because Gotta he's be injured. the best one. And Megan and I are watching these these girls dance around last night. And I'm like, do any of them catch your eye? Like, are any of them as good as him? And she goes, nope. Lady in front of me, uh, Marcella, who sits in front of us, turns and she goes, what happened? Like, this, why, why would we want to watch this? And I'm like, I don't know. She doesn't know I'm gay, but, I mean, <laughs> that has nothing to do with it. Straight men, you watched. You were there. You oh, yeah. saw him. It's, Brady's seen him. We've all seen Eric Hardtimes Moreno, Suns Boy Cheerleader. And he's just magic for the eyes. Not because he's, he's handsome as well, but he just his dancing skills are... Skips like nobody else, man. <laughs> it is so he's twinkling incredible. like nobody else. He is floating. Uh, light in the loafers is like the best thing you can say about it. He can levitate. He's beautiful. And I don't like dancing. Like watching those girls, that's a big waste of time. And I've never... Oh, dude, hot chicks dance. I'm like, yeah, but you're not going to score with them or anything. So what's the point? You're just... It's the same thing I feel about strip clubs. I'm like, I really get this. Like, you're just getting teased and you're paying for it? That doesn't add up to me. Bring me Eric Hard Times Moreno and show me some dance skills. That movie makes where he, like at the end, where he's waving his pom-poms and then his leg goes up just directly straight over his head and he becomes a pair of scissors. He's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. That's... But he hasn't been out there, so there has been no twink dancing. Gotta be interesting. My visual satisfaction for the entire playoffs, and that is... I don't think he's injured because they got the other boys gone, too. They have another boy dancer. He's not out there either. So the girls might have... I figured he might have gotten the boot because he didn't... He, he's he like, I don't enough. know palms either. 
<laughs> well, he wouldn't. Yeah, he didn't. He just refused to do the palms. He's still a manly. <laughs> and after so many games, yeah. he can't take it. Two guys and hard times as the center, and he's he's using the palms. And they and the black dancer's like, I can dance. I'll be a twink. No pom poms. I'm still half a man. <laughs> and he wouldn't do the pom poms, and it you know it reflected back in his performance. Not as good. But they, I think the girls had a little mutiny. And they got tired of not. Th- th- these are you got to remember. These are girls who spent tons of money on weaves and looks and fake boobs and everything else, and they're not getting all the attention. That crushes a girl like that. If they're not getting all the attention, and hard times is, that's killing them. That's like going to Scottsdale and the bottle blonde and the fat girl. For some reason, is actually funny enough that men are like, you know what? I'm not going to pay attention to this girl who spent twenty five thousand dollars on the way she looks. I'm going over here to this mildly chubby chick who's got a personality. It would piss her off. Chubby chick's never going out with them again. That's basically what happened. I wonder if it uh, you have to tighten up your squad for the playoffs. Then you get rid of and a couple the ro- of those chunky girls. No. Two fat girls are gone. Those seniority. You know, the ones that have been there for Too thick. 26 years or yeah, so. That's, to me, and I don't know if this is legal or not, if you have to cut it down by two because the NBA is like, all right, we got too many dancers, by two. Uh, you just have scale day, and the two biggest ones can't dance anymore. That's it. It's like 138. Are you kidding me? They both would be in it. Back to the hometown buffet, sister. You're gone. But I'm 6'1". Yeah, well, that's by my book, to be a professional dancer in the clothes we want to put you in, you can't weigh more than 114 pounds. <laughs> but I'll throw That's an eating disorder. Well, do what you got to do, kid. I'm not your mother. You can either dance or not. <laughs> scale day. All right, ladies. It's like wrestling. They're all in their, their sauna suits. I hate scale. Day. Trying to make weight. Got to make yeah. weight. Hey, that's take it all look, off. To lie to yourself and think that you're doing this because people like dancing. When you straight leg bend down in a pair of booty shorts, we all know what the real uh, cheerleader like. What satisfies the crowd is not no. Nobody's like boy. They can dance. Other than uh, hard times. He's a dancer, like you admire his dance. Because all the your eye candy, and you're supposed to be visually stunning. We don't want, you know, every woman out there like doing this. We don't want the crowd to dance. We want special, visually spectacular people. So to fool yourself into thinking it's anything more, okay, woke world, you're lying. Cheerleaders are for fantasizing, and and they create titillation, and they're there to stimulate the eye in a sexual way. Period. End of story. Don't argue with me that your dance skills are why people watch you. That is not true. Now, you do have to have something to do, so dancing fills the time while you're in the slutty outfit. But let's not go crazy thinking that you guys are out there because we love dancing that much. If that was true, we'd go to dances as guys more often that were, like, legitimate. We don't care. You know why? Imagine that for two hours. You know how come I know dancing isn't that good a thing uh, for dudes? Is because if it was just about the dancing... Those, that Fat Lizzo show that's on the Netflix would be like the number one trending thing because that's all they do is dance. And they dance well, but nobody wants to look at that. It's gross. Nobody wants to see giant people and leotards ever. I don't want to see them walking, let alone moving fast. If you could move fast all the time, you wouldn't be that size. So it's all about sexual uh, you know, stimulation, cheerleaders, period, end of story, stop, no more. The argument's over. It's always been that way. That's why you dress that way. If it wasn't, they'd put you in like sweatpants and a. Can you and imagine long sleeve dresses? Just go yeah. full. You know that Laker, argue. Mormon. Oh yeah, do it. Old school. How about if they're like, well, I just want to represent every woman. All right, then put a pair of sweatpants on and one of my t-shirts and walk around without your hair washed because that's what I see every day. 
And that's not something that is uh, – that's when Megan's like, we can't go out because I'm not presentable. At least she recognizes it. I want to represent every woman. All right. Get on out there with, you know, bed head and no makeup. You're not going to do that. You realize you have to put on a show and you're there for sexual stimulation. You don't do a move where you, you spread your legs apart. How dare you objectify yeah, me on uh, that that's move? Exactly. Yeah. Which move? The one where you straightened your knees and slowly bent all the way down and put your head between your legs? Yeah. With your hair down and your ass is up in the air as your straight leg bends? That is a dance move? If I can learn it in a second, then it's not a dance move. It's designed for something else. Arch the back and look yeah. around. Yeah, and look over. And you're your, looking at me! Look over your shoulder. <laughs> you might as well just have a sign on your back that says, on my face. <laughs> That's what that move's that's, called. That's exactly what it's called. When a girl turns her head and looks over her shoulder. That's that's the moment when she's bent over and looking over her shoulder where usually she says something like, put it in my butt or something weird. <laughs> that is what we think of. We're not thinking, what a dance move. My wife sure is limber. We're thinking, holy cow, give me some instructions. Hit me. <laughs> Done. I'm going to take a dump on your chest. Yeah, you okay. Thanks, Amber. Yeah, <laughs> Amber Heard's here. All right. Just get real. Use oh, the, uh, the big screen for the wood wood meter. And we as, <laughs> as it's building yeah. like the applause. We as guys have to act like that's not what it is. It doesn't make sense. You'd see those periscopes go up if they're like, hey, fans, let's welcome for halftime the Sun's sex dancers. Okay, at least they call it what it is. Get your boners out, boys. <laughs> Poles come out of the floor and everything yeah, else. Yeah. And man, if they did a two for one, oh right well, yeah, it's not stripping, but it's close. It might as well be. It might as well be, and we all have to act like no, they're very talented. They are. They're good dancers. Good for you. But you're using it. You you know, go dance for you know Broadway or something. Sun's dancing or Bourbon Street. It's for attention. They roll out a tarp and like ten shower heads drop down. <laughs> oh, baby. I would tolerate the 25-minute cleanup to get the game back going if they just moistened Half-time each other. They poured water all over each other and rolled around totally in. I mean, it is one step above like oil wrestling, cheerleader dancing. It I mean, is. But we all act like it's, we all kind of turn a blind eye because we can't call it what it is. or we wouldn't. Like, it's amazing with, all, with everything the way it's going. Yeah. That those teams wouldn't be eliminated. Oh, the, yeah, the, the dance, dance teams. teams. Well, because they've fooled, they've lied to everybody and said no, it's about the art of dance, and that's how they're getting away with it. But it's not. And, and they plus have they're chicks. You can't get rid of them. Nope, you can't. You can't fire them and say no. too, you're too sexy. People yeah. are taking it the wrong way. <laughs> you guys are just not good enough dancers. You're all too good looking. Yeah, hire a bunch of uggos. That's that's the other thing. Get a bunch of ugly girls out there to show me what dancing is like, and listen to the cascade of booze rain down from. 225 to 103, all the way through the arena, from the East Valley to the West Valley. Boo, uglies. What is this, a real dance troupe? Yuck. Roll out the Lizzo caliber. Here come the oh. chatters. Here's the argument. I, I got into this argument with Get a woman. Cheese curds. <laughs> this was at a game years ago, and I was sitting next to a lady. It was in the press thing, and she worked for press, and she heard me and the guy next to me going, and I've had this theory. For, I'm like, look. This is about sexual titillation at a, at a sporting event. It's to appeal to men. And the lady said, it is not. She goes, it's an athletic endeavor. She went on about the athleticism of dance. And I'm like, I'm not saying they're not athletes. I'm not saying they're not capable of being athletic. But what's being presented for me right now in a bra, panties, and pantyhose is, is sexual in nature. The moves are sexual in nature. The Laker girls 
Jerry Buss made them sexual on purpose because he knew that, and that's what everybody copied. And she said, "Thank that, you, I'm, Jerry." She said, "It is not. It's about the art of dancing and the athleticism of these girls, and you shouldn't diminish them by objectifying." And I said, "All right, if that's true, it was the best moment I've ever had arguing with somebody. I think ever." I said, "If that's true." Then let's get some junior high girls who are really good. We'll audition. We'll have the best dancers from junior high to get out. And she goes, that's gross. I'm like, why I thought it gross? wasn't sexual. I thought, yeah. why would that be gross then? You want to look at junior high girls. And I'm like, you're the one who's telling me it's athleticism and dancing. I'm not supposed to look at it that way. You're doing it too. I'd be so proud to have my daughter out there. Yeah. And the guy next to me was, uh, uh, I forgot his name, Robert or something. It was a big black guy. And he goes, ooh, that, that's a winner. And I just remember <laughs> like, that's it. We did it. She wasn't mad at me, but she wanted to argue the point. I'm like, stop it. Stop this nonsense. Now, why don't you get a hot dog in the press room? (laughs) I guess your mouth better use for other stuff. (laughs) Wipe off this table and go get some men some food. We used to be talking. (laughs) He was great. Robert, he was hilarious. I think that was his name. That dude was funny. But, uh, yeah, this lady wanted to argue about it. And every time you do it, just call things what they are. Just call it what it is. It's a sex dance. It's not graphic. It's Cinemax. It's it's a little bit. It's not the whole porno thing. And they are talented dancers, but let's call it what it is. And go back to its roots. It used to be cheerleaders were there to cheer. They were in the long dresses. They had that big bullhorn, sweaters. And then Jerry Buss came along and said, whore them out. That's yeah. what the crowd wants. God bless Jerry. And, and then and all Jeannie the other. stepped up his daughter. His daughter's like, you're right. Let's do. And then. What I'll happened? find him, daddy. What happened in the NBA after that? Every team franchise. Yep. Did the same thing. And now, now we have to play pretend that it's dancing. Come on. And the best dancer out there is a guy. So I am watching for the dancing. Because I don't think you hired hot enough chicks yet. They're all okay. So if they're saying that's around 79. Yeah, 80. Were the Cowboys cheerleaders? Mm-hmm. They were there, weren't they? They had just started being kind of saying, sexualized. Why, why aren't we doing this? Well, the NFL does it. Cowboys cheerleaders were like the Rockettes. Yeah. They were just kind of a kick line. They did real cheers. And then Jerry's like, stripper dancers. Like, we need some dancing. Like, get them out there to do, like, not just cheering or kick lines, which, you know, the Cowboys cheerleaders were smoke show. In the 70s. It was the outfits. And they put them in sexy outfits, and then they didn't do anything really sexy except hang around. Then Jerry Buss came along and said, make them dance. Make them bend over. Do, you know, have them shake their boobs and stuff. And that was that was brand new. But they, it was all kind of based off the Cowboys cheerleaders making so much money. The forum. It's great stuff. Smart. It appeals to the crowd. People like that. But i got to hand it to the Suns. Nice job, Jason. Good job. Big win. Doug, Hop- Doug Hopkins is... Uh, Jew complained his way into two free tickets. I can say that because he's Jewish. <laughs> and everybody else says it to him, so we might as well get on board. But, yeah, so congrats, and uh, it was pretty fun. Good night. Sons in four. Let's settle down. How about sons get the third, then we'll start talking about brooms. That's it. Especially because if it is sons in four, it's a road game. So you can't even, like, really have just, a fun I like sons the fact that if, man, keep closing like that in the fourth quarter. Oh, well, that's their they're forty six and zero when leading going into the fourth quarter. Uh, come on, that is ridiculous. They just don't lose if they've got the lead. That's an incredible stat. That's not an accident. You don't win forty six out of forty six. Oops, we do that. We we've managed to do that every time. Most every time they're closing. Best closer in basketball, maybe uh, for a quarter's time. And it's arguable that he's the best to do whatever because this dude is a closer. Chris Paul's amazing. Uh, anyway, got a pretty good situation down there.
Uh, Suns, 2-0. That's all we're worried about right now. Might lose a game on this thing. Don't get too excited and don't get too overwhelmed if the Mavericks come out and crush in the third game because they're at home now. So it works that way. Uh, let's get a wake-up song, shall we, for Cinco de Mayo. Uh, five at five, ninety eight hundred. A good one. We'll scream it together. It's ninety eight KUPD. Wake up! Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric's Family BBQ dot com.